awesome stories. Hey, um, they wanted me to tell maybe some ghost stories, but um, you know, I won't. I won't be too scared. Okay. They're okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Did anyone ever get scared of ghost stories? Is it a little scary? just talking about how sometimes uh, ghost stories can be a little scary. Yeah. So how about a song to make us feel better? And then, then I'll tell some scary stories. <laughs> hey guys. No, perfect timing. Y'all play? Anybody play music? You, Ryan, you do? Who has a guitar? Dusty isn't a brand name. No. But man, I haven't I've never got Dusty. I saw a little Dusty on Playboy. Yeah. Dusty. <laughs> <laughs> well, my name is Thomas Freese. I'm here to tell some stories. I've written nine books of ghost stories. And so we'll see if maybe we can get some of my updated titles in the library. There is one book that, that uh, the library has. It's called Shaker Ghost Stories. I was a Shaker singer for 10 years over in Pleasant Hill, the old Shaker Village. And I have ghost stories from the old Shaker Village. So maybe I'll just sing a song first and then I'll tell my first story, true story, from some kids that had an adventure in the cemetery. Just a little song I wrote.
bad songs since we're going to tell good stories. In case it gets a little scary, you know, don't worry. Be happy. It'll be okay. What's that? You scared of the dark? Okay, well, we won't turn any lights on, right? Okay, so this is, we're going to tell ghost stories during the daytime. So, has anyone here ever seen a ghost? No. No? Okay. Uh, what would you do if you saw a ghost? You'd scream? That's a good one. Anyone else? What would you do? Beat it up? Beat it up, take it on, beat it up, you know. But sometimes they say if you put, try to punch a ghost, your hand kind of goes like right through. What? <laughs> you need a special ghost gun, I think. Yeah. So we'll have to see about that. You know, many of the NRA has some kind of special ghost gun. Something about when he goes to sleep. Okay. Well, anyone else? What would you do if you saw a ghost? What would you do? Run, of course, you run. You go tell your parents or some grown-ups, um, scream, shout. And I did some storytelling over in Madison County in Richmond, Kentucky. And all these kids had their opinion of what they do. And one kid in the back, he waited and waited and waited. And finally, I called him. He said, oh, what would you do if you saw a ghost? And he said, I'd pee in my pants. <laughs> so hey, let's be honest. Come on. But people tell ghost stories because it's that time of year, right? Are you ready to hear a ghost story? What sounds do ghosts make? Ooh. Oh, yeah, that's good. Ooh. That's good. Do they make any other sounds? Oh, yeah, deep voices. I'm in the closet. Ha, ha, ha. Or do they sometimes make walk? You can hear the... Okay, you probably don't have loose floorboards in your home. You probably have, you know... That thick shy carpet from the 70s. What? Oh, we do. you do have loose. Oh, really? do you live in an old home? Oh, cool. Or you might hear the wind. Let's make the wind sound. Ready? And maybe, maybe there's a branch. It's screeching up against the window. How does that go? Of course, all ghosts happen at night in October in a Victorian mansion, right? <laughs> what I tell kids is ghosts can appear anytime. Anywhere to anyone. Anyone? Yep, you ready for a ghost story? You know this story happened a long time ago. <laughs> Back when trees could walk and animals could there was a family, it was the mom and dad and the kids, and unfortunately the dad passed away. That's what needs to happen in a ghost story. Someone's gotta die, so then there's a ghost, right? The name of the story is The Ghost Gold. And let me teach you the song that goes with the story. You ready? Here it comes. Do you're good before you're gone when you're dead. It's too late, do it now, don't wait. Whoa, it's the ghost gold. You wanna sing this song? Oh, it's real easy. Do your good before you're gone, ready? Do your good before you're gone. When you're, it's too 
Do it. Don't. It's a ghost called. You ready for the story? When the old man died, they took his body over the green grassy lawn and they set it in the family plot. But oh no, the house was not quiet. They heard your, your floorboards. Someone walking at night. It was the ghost of the father that died. And then they heard the ready for the woo woo. And the widow and the daughters hugged each other's breath. They said, why does the master haunt the house? The living cannot help the dead. Better be off with him. But they had no peace. Night after night, they couldn't sleep. They were in danger of dying themselves without sleep. Now I know you kids, you probably stayed up once or twice, you know. But imagine going weeks without sleep. Something had to be done. And so one of the servants had an idea. He had an idea. He said, build me a coffin. Why? You're not dead. You're not dying. You're not sick. I have an idea of how to talk to the ghost, to the master. So they built a coffin. His name was Hans. They laid him in it. They carried him out over the green grassy lawn, and they set his coffin next to the master's in the plot out there in the crypt. And then he waited for midnight, right? Isn't that when things happen at midnight? OK, the clock was 9 PM, 10, 11. And then the clock struck uh, at night. <gasps> the lid to the master's coffin pushed open. The master's ghost sat up and looked over at Hans and said, be you among the living or be you among the He said, don't you recognize me? I'm your servant, Hans. And as I served you in life, I've come to serve you in death. Then come with me, said the master. I'm bound to disturb the household. And so he floated up out of the coffin. The master floated over the green grassy lawn. And Hans ran along beside him. The master had no problem going through the front door. Hans went around to the window. He followed the master as they went through the house. The master took a plate from the kitchen shelf. And he threw it down and broke into a thousand pieces. But the master waved his arm, and all the pieces came back in, too. Then he handed the plate to Hans and said, here, Hans, I want to see you amuse yourself. Hans took the plate. He tried to do what the master had done. He threw it down. It broke into a thousand pieces. But when he waved his hand, nothing, nothing happened. The master looked at him and said, be you among the living, or be you among the And he said, well, I'm just newly dead, and I don't have the hang of this. <laughs> and so it went throughout the night. He followed the master, and then the master started singing. How does it go? Do your good before you're gone. When you're, it's to do it. Don't. It's the ghost gold. Hans said to the master, what are you talking about? What is this gold that you speak of? Ah, when my father died, he gave me a cauldron full of gold coins, but he made, he made me promise to give it away to the orphanage. I didn't. I kept the gold, and I kept it a. And so that's why I haunt the house. Nothing can be done 
Well, Hans said, just where did you keep this gold? I'll show you. They walked downstairs into the basement. And there the master waved his hand, and the vision rose up out of the mist of a cauldron full of gold coins. It was daylight. The master's ghost disappeared, and the vision of the gold disappeared as well. Hans was all alone, but he ran back upstairs. He woke the other servants and the widow and the daughters, and they got shovels and pickaxes, and they went down into the basement, and Hans pointed to where the vision came up of the gold coins. They started digging. They went down one foot, two foot, nothing. Three foot, four foot, nothing. Five foot, Six foot down. What did they find? They found a cauldron full of? Gold. <laughs> We're rich. We're rich, cried the widow and the daughters, but Hans shook his finger. Oh, no. You're sick from lack of sleep. You need to respect the wishes of, his, of your master and his father before. And if you don't take that gold and give it away to the orphanage, you will have no peace, and the ghost will haunt you for the rest of your lives. So reluctantly, the widows agreed. And they gave the gold to the orphanage. And ever since then, the master has no longer haunted the house, except I think it was about a year later. When Hans lay down to sleep, he could have sworn he heard a little voice whisper in his ear and say, thank you. To your good before you're gone. When you're, it's to do it. Don't. Woo, 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 it's the ghost ghost. Thank you all very much. Thank you. So we tell ghost stories. We tell stories about strange creatures. And so I'd like to tell you a story about a strange creature, but I need a special musical instrument. My parents sent me to Juilliard many years to master this instrument. <laughs> and you know why I use this instrument? Because I want you to imagine looking at a giant. This is a story about a giant. So in October, Halloween, we tell stories of strange creatures, and witches, and giants and things. How big's a giant? 14 inches tall. 14 inches? Wow. Have you got your right measurements? Really? 14 inches? Feet. Feet. Okay. You're pointing to your feet. This is a rebus. <laughs> this is a performance rebus. 14 feet. Anyone else? How big is a giant? Is that tall? You can show me? Okay. That tall? How big is a giant? <laughs> we got to work on this when you get back to school after fall break on those inches and feet thing. How tall is a giant? Just as far as you can reach? Oh, lovely. Has anyone ever seen a giant? benchmark for giants. Okay, so imagine right now, kids, you're looking at a giant. You got to start with the, start with the feet, ready? And then look a little farther and see the giant's knees. And then look up a little farther and see the giant's tummy. And then look up a little farther and see the giant's chest. And look up a little farther and see the giant's shoulder. 
story about a giant. And the name of the giant is the name of the story, and it's Abiyoyo. I want everyone to repeat after me, Abiyoyo. And I'll teach you the song that goes with the story. Now, this is about a giant that lived in a faraway land. Of course, this happened a long time ago, back when trees could walk and animals could there was a giant. Oh, they said there was a giant. Your grandmother's grandmother's grandmother talked about it. But everyone said, that's not real. That's just stories that people tell. And they said the giant was so big, it created so much destruction. Now, here's the name of the song that goes with it. Excuse me, the song that goes with the story. And we just sing like this. The name of the giant. Abiyo. Abiyo, yo, yo. You can sing with me. It's real easy. Ready? Abiyo. Abiyo-yo-yo, ready for the minor key, a little wistful. Abiyo-yo-yo-yo-yo-yo-yo-yo-yo. Now, in this story, there was a man who had a magic wand. I'll set this guitar down for a second. He had a magic wand, and let's just pretend this is a magic wand. It is something that I made. It is a stick. Could function as a wand, who knows? But the dad in the story, of the boy, and the boys in the story involved with too, he had a gift, he could make things disappear. He would take the wand, point it at something, and say the magic words, which I can't repeat here, and it would disappear. Now, he would take the wand to work, and his co-workers, you know, they're in the morning, they have a cup of coffee, you know, just still waking up, he would say, hey, watch this. And he would point the wand at the coffee mug, say the magic words, which I can't repeat here, and make it disappear. Do you think, his coworker with the coffee mug like that? No, they got tired of him making things disappear. And the boy, his son, liked to play guitar. Now, it is true that sometimes children, teenagers, play guitar all nice and quiet. That's true, that sometimes they play things all nice and quiet. But how do you think teenagers usually play guitar? music, they kicked him out of town. Was that a nice thing to do? But that's what they did. They kicked him out of town, but they needed them one day when somebody showed up. Who was that? Boom. Everything started shaking. Boom. People started running out their houses. What's that? What's that sound? What's going on? And then over the horizon, they saw the greasy black hair of the giant Avayoyo. And then they saw the red eyes. And then they saw the green teeth with a little tail sticking out. Because if he saw a critter, if he was hungry, Avayoyo hungry. He would just eat it. If he saw a cow, And then they saw his chin, and then they saw the whole rest of the giant, and they said, run for your life. Are you ready to do the running? We can do the running like this, ready? Anyone want to scream? Anyone want to scream? Ah! 
on demand. You would think it even worked. So everyone ran away. They were trying to you know, get away from the giant run for your lives. If he didn't see a house, scrunch, he'd step on the house. Everyone was okay. They made it. They ran to the woods. But there was somebody walking to the giant. Crazy. Who was walking to the giant? Another giant. Well, that's a good one. I like that one. You tell the story. You can put another giant in there, but it was the boy with the guitar. And the boy said, Dad, grab your magic wand. I have an idea. What do you think the idea was? Yeah, but how would you get him, how would you get him to stay still? The boy took his guitar. idea? How are you going to get rid of the giant? Scream it? Scream it? Strum, oh strum. Okay, strum, strum. Yeah, that's right. The idea the boy had was to sing a lullaby to the giant. He had to get him to fall on the ground to fall asleep. You ready? Okay, we all need to get the giant to fall asleep. Ready? Here we go. I'll be yo. I'll be yo. Did you ever sing a lullaby? You have a little brother or sisters? I'll be yo. I'll be yo, yo, yo. Go to sleep, giant. I'll be yo, 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 yo. And the giant stopped and he said, That's a song about me. I'll be yo, yo's never heard a song about me. So the giant was listening. The giant was listening. And the boy said, Dad, get your magic wand ready, but we need to get him to fall asleep. When he falls asleep, falls to the ground, then you can do what you need to do. Then you can go around him three times with the magic wand. Ready? We all need help making him fall asleep. Ready? I'll be yo. I'll be yo, yo, yo. Let's all sing. Get the giant to fall asleep. Ready? I'll be yo. I'll be yo, yo, yo. Ready for the minor key? The giant, his eyes started getting heavy, and, and, and the giant started swaying a little bit. He swayed one direction, and then he swayed the other direction. He was almost asleep. Okay, Dad, get ready. One more time. I'll be yo. I'll be yo, yo, yo. Oh, he did a big yawn. I'll be yo. I'll be yo, yo, yo. Ready for the minor key? I'll be yo, 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 That giant, he closed his eyes. Dad got ready with the magic wand. And the giant, he started leaning one way. And then he started leaning the other way. And then that giant went Boom! He hit the ground, knocked them off their feet, and Dad got the magic wand. And now that the giant was on the ground and was asleep, he could go around him three times, point the magic wand, say the magic words, which can't repeat here, and he made the giant disappear. disappear. 
And ever since then, they've had no problems with giants, generally. And that's the story that we call um, Yo-Yo. But I have to tell you that ever since then, in the village, in that town, you know, the kids keep wanting to hear this story. They just keep wanting to hear this story. Do you know what story they want to hear? They want to hear about Abba Yo-Yo. And you know when they go to bed at night, when they want a lullaby, guess what song they want to hear? Okay, so let's sing it one more time. Ready? Abba Yo-Yo. Go to sleep, kids. Abba Yo-Yo, yeah. Put away the Xbox. Abba Yo. Abba Yo-Yo-Yo. Thank you all very much. Thank you. So we got crazy stories we tell this time of year about all kinds of interesting things. The next story comes from another place, another culture, where they speak a different language. El nombre de este cuento. Es Baila Nana Baila. The name of this story is Dance Granny Dance. This story viene de Cuba. This story comes from Cuba. Does anybody know any Spanish? No? Uno, dos, tres? Si. Enchiladas? Do you know some Spanish? What do you know? Cuatro? Cuatro? Four? Well, that's good. All right. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete, ocho, nueve, diez. That's good. You do know some Spanish. Now, in this story, tenemos dos. We have two, two heroes. And they are twins. They're boys, they're identical twins. In fact, their mom addressed them the same. And where they lived, there was no fierro. They didn't have any fire because the witch had taken away the fire. So one day, algún día, al tiempo de sueño, it's breakfast time, mamá estaba Arregando la comida. She was getting the food together for breakfast, but she couldn't cook it because there was no fire. So she was giving the raw food to her son, one of the twins, and he said, Mama, ¿por qué tenemos comida sin cocinado? How come we have food that's not cooked? Oh, mi hijo, my son, tan lejos de aquí, far away from here, I encuentro en los caminos where two roads come together. Allá vive la bruja. There's where the witch lives. And she sits on a tree stump, this witch, con ojos cerrados, with closed eyes. But she knows if someone comes close, y arredando de ella, all around her, están piedras. There's stones, there's statues, there are people that were alive that tried to come get the fire, and the witch turned them to stone. Piedra, they say in Spanish. Mamá, quiero I want to go get the fire. I want to, I want to get the fire. And I'll take my brother. Oh, mi hijo es muy peligroso. It's so dangerous. I don't care. We don't have warmth in the winter. We don't have light 
at night, we don't have cooked food, it's time. I have an idea. So he took two pieces of wood, those clavitos, those palos, because he liked to do music. He would click them together. You ever do that? Click something together, make a little music. Baila. Baila, nana, baila. Baila. Baila, nana, baila. That's the way they sing. It's a wonderful music. Have you ever danced? You know, samba? You know that Caribbean music? There you go, that's right. Baila. Baila, nana, baila. Oh, it's a wonderful culture. Now, they look the same, they dress the same, they set out, andando por camino, walking along the road, to travel para tres días, three days, hasta llegar al lugar de la bruja, to get to the intersection of the road where the witch lived. And then, when they got there, they could see the witch. She looked so old and thin, it looked like the skin was painted on her bones and her eyes were closed, and when she opened them, her eyes were the color purple. She knew when the boys were there, but the one twin said, go hide in the bushes over there. I have a plan. He took los clavitos, and he started walking up to the witch, la bruja. Disculpame, excuse me, nana. Now, in this culture, you don't call a mature woman old lady. That's not polite. So they use as if it's your own grandmother or aunt. They say nana. They don't say old woman literally. They say nana. So if you're waiting at the bus, you know, and there's a woman there that maybe she needs help. She's an older woman, you know, with some bags. You don't say, hey, old lady, can I help you with the bags? No, that's impolite. You say, excuse me, nana, as if it's your own relative. So he walked up to her and said, perdóname, nana. Es nada más que queremos un poco de fierro. We just want a little bit of fire. She opened her eyes, the witch opened her eyes. She said, I know why you are here. You've come from my fire, and I don't want to give it away. Why should I give you fierro? Nana, disculpame, forgive me. Pero no hace mucho tiempo has bailando. Has it been a while since you've danced? I have brought my musical instruments, los clavitos. I will play, and you can dance as much as you want. And then we ask only un poco de fierro, a little bit of fire. It's a good deal, right? What do you think the witch said? She said, I make the rules. Yes, you can play music. Yes, it's been a long time since I danced. But here's the deal. If you tire out before me, if I'm still dancing, you can't play anymore, then I'm sorry, but I'll turn you to stone. But if you can keep playing and I tire out first, sure, you can have the fire. De repente, el mochato tocó los clavitos. Suddenly, he took the challenge and he started playing. Y nana, la bruja, she leapt up into the air even though she looked so frail. She spun around and she started dancing. And they were singing, here's how it goes, you can sing with me. Baila, baila, nana, baila. <laughs> baila. Baila, nana, baila. Oh, he started playing, he kept playing, he kept playing. Todo el día, after the sol, se fue abajo de la tierra, from where the sun was low by the horizon. He played all day, hasta el sol regresa abajo, a otro lado, until the sun went down, and it was nighttime, and still, she wasn't tired. Baila, baila, nana, baila. Ay, ay, ay. Baila, baila, nana, baila. Ay, ay, ay. Baila, baila, nana, baila. Now he was 
stayed still toda la noche, all night. She was dancing. She was not tired. And then, after 24 hours of playing, he was getting pretty tired. But remember, he had a plan. What do you think it's a plan for? Always have a backup, right? Who is hiding in the bushes? His brother, who looked just and was dressed just. He said, Banana, the witch, I will talk. Perdóname nada, es nada más. Quiero un poco de agua. I just need some water. There's a spray over there in that bush. He said, All right, I'll be watching you. Come right back, because I'm not finished dancing. So he went over to the bushes, and what did he do? Go ahead. <laughs> They cambiarse uno con otro. They changed. And then his brother came out and said, oh, thank you so much, Nana, for that. To take that break with water. I'm ready to continue playing. And the second day commenced. Baila, baila, Nana, baila. Ay, ay, ay. Baila, baila, Nana, baila. Again, he played all the second day. The sun went through the sky. And then all night. And still she was not tired. And then it started, which day? The third day, el tercer día. And so they changed back and forth and back and And still the witch was not tired. Baila, baila, nana, baila. And even changing back and forth, both twins were now getting kind of Baila, baila, nana, baila. Al Empiezo del día cuarto, the fourth day. Ella se fue arriba, aún redando. She did one last spin around. Y ella se cayó sobre la tierra. She fell down on the ground, collapsed, exhausted, pero con sonrisa en su cara, with a smile on her face. It had indeed been a long time since Granny had danced. So the boys went, they grabbed one of the logs that was sticking out of the fire. They now had some fire. They ran back home to return el hierro a su pueblo, to return the fire to their people, to the village. And ever since then, you know, cada luna llena, every full moon, they have a celebration. They love to dance and sing. They have a big bonfire. And you know what they like to sing? You don't know? How's it go? Baila, baila, nana, baila. Baila, baila, nana, baila. Ay, ay, ay. Thank you all. Thank you all very much. Have you ever done origami? 
you know what you can make with origami? Go ahead. You can make anything you set your mind to. Now, have you ever heard a story about a little bat? I think there's a book about this little bat. Do you know her name? Do you know the name? I know you're going to be tasked with trivia today, huh? Stella Luna. Stella Luna. Stella Luna got separated from her mama, right? And, and, and was she a blood bat or a fruit bat? Fruit bat. And then she ended up in where? With a regular bird nest. And they really didn't eat much fruit, did they? No. And that's like to hang upside down. And didn't Stella Luna teach her friends, the little young ones that were she was there with, her new friends? She taught them how to hang upside down. Did Mama like that? Mama Bird didn't like that. And then Mama Bird brought Stella Luna grasshoppers. Would you eat grasshoppers? Worms? Would you eat some worms? Oh, she didn't like that. She was a fruit bat. So. We've got wonderful stories about bats. And this is a little bat you can make. Um, maybe a little bit later, after you tell some more stories, I've got extra paper, and I'll show you guys how to make the bat. Would that be cool? OK, all right, so I'll just put that there. Now I want to tell another story, but I need a dancing doll here. So let me get this ready. So I made this. Um, up in the hills of Hollers of Appalachia, they um, sometimes tell stories with a little wooden dowel they make. So I saw this, you know, I saw this um, at um, the International, the National, excuse me, Storytelling Festival in Jonesboro. And uh, also you can see them online. It's something that came from Europe. And so I thought, you know what? I wonder if I could make one of those. And I did. I did. I work with wood. And um, you can make these um, articulated. You know, these legs, so they move around. You can use nails or screws or, you know, if you got someone that's got uh, some woodworking knowledge and then the stick, and then it needs to dance on something, right? So I'm gonna use this to tell a story. This is a story, another witch story from Czechoslovakia. Czechoslovakia. And um, the name of the story is Vasilisa. Now, you know, this story happened, uh, So there's this waif, this orphan. In this case, it was Vasilisa. 
she, unfortunately, her mother was passing away, was sick and was going to die. And her father, of course, married another woman later. So then we have the stepmother. They get a bad rap, don't they? Oh, it's always the evil stepmother. But when Vasilisa's mother was in bed and she was so ill, she called Vasilisa into the room and said, Vasilisa, I have something to give you. And from underneath the bed cover, she pulled a doll, a little doll. She said, Mama, I don't want anything from you. I just want you to be well. Oh, but it was night not to be. She said, no, my dear, it's my time to go, but I want you to have this doll. And if you're ever not sure what to do, the doll will show you the way. Talk to it. Ask the doll. If you go through the woods and you're lost, the doll will show you. If it goes left, you must go left. <laughs> the other left. And if the doll goes right, you must go right. Okay, you must be looking from the other side. So, she said, Mama, I don't, I don't want this doll. No, honey, this is very important. Keep the doll. When I'm gone, it will help you. Don't even tell your father about the doll. So Vasilisa put the doll and hid it in the pocket of her dress. And her mother passed away, and Vasilisa was very sad. But after a while, her daddy found a new wife, and then Vasilisa had a stepmother. Was she a nice woman? No, of course not. And she brought some of her daughters with them. Were they nice? No, in fact, they were evil. They were so jealous of Vasilisa, they started plotting to get rid of her, to do away with her. But we can't kill her directly. And then the sheriff will come, and he'll hang us by the neck and kill us. We must By the light of a candle, they came up with a plan to let the fire go because you know in the old days, without electricity, without a stove, if the fire went out, you couldn't cook. You would starve. You wouldn't have warmth. So on purpose, they let the fire go dead. And then the stepmother said, Vasilisa, you do all the work around here. You chop the wood. You do all the cleaning. You cook the food. You must go get fire from the witch. They knew she'd never come back from going to see Baba Yaga. That's what they call the witch over in Czechoslovakia, Baba Yaga. Can you say Baba Yaga? Baba Yaga. Oh, you do not want to see Baba Yaga. In America, we say the witch rides a broom. But in Czechoslovakia, the witch is in a cauldron, almost like a boat that goes through the air. And she uses the broom as an oar. She has long, greasy hair, and the witch has a long nose. It almost comes down to her mouth. <laughs> Can you laugh like a witch? Ready? <laughs> oh, stepmother, you want me to go to Baba Yaga to get the fire? We have no choice. I am too old to go, and my daughters are afraid. So you must go to the house of Baba Yaga. Yaga. She didn't know where it was. They sent her out at the end of the day. It was already dark. She walked into the wild woods at night where there's wolves and bears and wild creatures. She didn't know where to go, so she pulled out the... She pulled out the... Dow. Now, she had practiced this before. 
she had gotten lost on purpose before, and she wanted to test the dial and see if it really worked, and it did. Now, when she got lost in the woods before, she would set the dial out there and she would sing a little song. And you can sing it with me, it's really easy. We sing, little dial, show me the way, keep me safe every day, ready? Little dial, show me the way, keep me safe every day. And the dial would run down the path. And if the dial went left, she went left. And if the dial went right, she went and if the dow crossed the creek, she would cross the creek. So it happened as before. The dow got out there, and it started moving. It was ready to work. It didn't like staying inside her pocket forever. Then it had a job to do. And she sang, ready? Little dow, show me the way. Whoops. <laughs> Can't keep the dow safe. <laughs> Thank you so much. I got to work on that right there. All righty. <laughs> Here we go again. Take two, thank you very much. Ready? Little Dow, show me the way. Keep me safe every day. And so the Dow guided her through the woods, through the forest, and after two days of traveling, hungry and tired and scratched from the brush, she arrived at the house of Baba Yaga, which is not like a regular house. It was up on stilts, and the legs were like chicken legs. And around the house of Baba Yaga was a fence made of human bones. And every 13th upright of the fence had a skull that was glowing with a red light. Now, she was afraid. She wanted to run away. But the Tao spoke to her and said, everything will be fine. I will help. Just then, Baba Yaga swept in from the sky on her cauldron. She landed right by Vasilisa and said, Who are you? And what do you want? Grandmother, I come here for fire. Our fire's gone out, and our house is cold, and we can't cook. What is that a concern of me? I don't care. Foolish children, you should not have let the fire go out. But grandmother, you have fire? Very well, she said. I will make you do some work for that fire. And she took Vasilisa by the hand, and she pointed to all the pots and pans that were there cooking, and she said, you must serve me. And so the witch sat down at the table, and Vasilisa went back and forth, and the witch ate enough for seven people. And then when she was done, she says, you must clean up. I will go fly in my cauldron again. And if you do not finish cleaning. <laughs> so the witch clapped her hands. And out of thin air, these hands appeared. And these hands went to the closet and pulled out some corn. It was a big container full of corn. And dumped the corn on the floor. And she said, and you must sort out all the good corn from the bad from the mildewed corn. So the witch left. She flew away. And there was Vasilisa. Oh my gosh, I can't do this. She got to work. She cleaned all the pots and pans. And then she sat down on the floor. She had not slept in three days. And there was this big pile of corn. It was impossible. She started crying and crying. But then the Tao spoke and said, don't worry, Vasilisa. You rest now, and I'll take care of it. Vasilisa fell asleep there on the floor. And when she awoke, 
All the good corn had been separated from the... Just then the witch returned. Ah, lucky for you, she said, but you must fix me my meal again. And she clapped her hands. One, two, three times, and the hands without a body appeared. And they took the good corn, and they ground it, and they made it into polenta. And then Vasilisa had to feed the corn mush, the polenta, to the witch. And she ate enough for seven people. And then she said, you must clean the pots and pans. I will leave again. And this time, she clapped her hands. The hands appeared again. And they brought a container of poppy seeds and dumped it on the floor. You must separate out the poppy seeds from the dirt. Impossible. But she got to work at once. She hadn't slept in four days. She cleaned all the pots and pans. She went down to the floor. She looked at this pile. You know how big poppy seeds are? Tiny, 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 tiny. Oh, they're so tiny. She said, I can't do this. She started crying, and the doll said, don't worry, Vasilisa. I'll take care of it. She rested, and then when she woke up, the poppy seed was separated from the, from the dirt. Just then, the witch returned. She couldn't believe what had happened. Huh. She was suspecting that Vasilisa had some help of some kind. So she clapped her hands. One, two, three times. The hands without a, body, uh, without a body appeared, and they took all the good poppy seeds, and they pressed it into poppy seed oil. Meanwhile, while the witch was fixing her meal, she says, tell me, how do you come to be so wise for your age? She asked Vasilisa. Vasilisa says, well, by the blessings of my mother. What? She said, we'll have no blessings here. She took her by the hand. She threw her outside. Be gone with you. And then she said, here. She took one of the skulls off the fence and said, here's your fire. Take this. Vasilisa was holding the skull with the fire in it. She had wanted fire to take back to her family, but she was afraid. She wanted to drop it. She, she was going to thank the witch, but the doll shook its head in her pocket, and she just left. She ran away from the witch's home. She ran past the fence made of human bones. She started going down into the woods, and once again, we'll see if our doll can stay on the stick. <laughs> She started heading down the garden path, carrying the skull with the fire in it. And then she sang, Little thou, show me the way, keep me safe every day. Little thou, show me the way, keep me safe every day. And if the thou went left, she went left. And if the thou went right, she went right. And if the thou crossed the creek, she would so she finally arrived at home. She'd been gone for over four days. And her stepmother and her half-sisters, her stepsisters, they could see the light coming. They knew she had fire. Oh, they were so happy that they finally had fire. But then they saw the fire was carried in a skull. She wanted to drop it. She wanted to drop the skull. She was afraid of it. But the, the skull spoke and said, no, I have a job to do. So she used the skull to start the fire, and everyone was happy. And Vasilisa went to her bedroom, and her father went to his bedroom, and the evil stepmother and her daughters went to their bedroom. But while they were sleeping, 
The skull that had been on the mantle above the fireplace floated off the mantle. And with its fiery eyes, it started looking, looking, looking for evil. It went into Vasilisa's room. There was no evil there. It went out. It went to her father's room. There was no evil there. It floated out. And then it went into the bedroom where stepmother and her daughters were. And it burned those evil women to cinder. And that's the story of Vasilisa. Thank you all very much. Thank you. So I think I have time for a few more stories. Okay, great, great. So does anybody have any questions for me about ghost stories before I tell some more, a few more ghost stories? Do you have any questions for me? I've got my books over here. I can show you guys if anyone's interested. I have a kid's picture book called Halloween Sleepwalker. And I have um, books of ghost stories if the grown-ups or kids are interested in. But do you have any questions before I tell some more stories? later? Maybe you think of a question later. Okay, anyone else have any questions for me? Yes. No? That's okay. Hey, no problem, y'all. Walking with the ghost? 